Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello, hello, hello. Hi guys. Welcome back. Welcome if you're new. Hi. We're so excited to be recording again. We just love talking. (laughs) We just love talking about IG, all things IG, and we have been loving hearing your guys' feedback on Instagram about the podcast, so many sweet messages, and it seriously makes our day day. when we get, like, a DM or, like, someone tags us or just, like, you guys share, like, how it's helped you. That's literally why we do it, and if we could help, like, one person, then I feel like it's it's totally worth it. So we love you guys, and (laughs) we're so happy you're loving the podcast. So let's dive into what influenced us this week. Do you want to go first? I feel like you always go first. (laughs) I've been influenced, and I'm making this my summer vibe, I've decided, by Aquamarine, the movie. I'm trying to, like, be her this summer. Like, that's my influence. Okay. I remembered what I was thinking of this morning. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I love Aquamarine. Love that. I feel like that's the vibe this summer. Honestly, I feel like that goes with what I was influenced by. So, okay. So, I feel like I've been influenced by all the cool revolve around the world trips that are happening. Like, first they went... So many. They went to Turks and Caicos, and that's literally my favorite place in the world, I think. And then they went to Bermuda. And I just, like... I love the vacation styles, the travel, like all of that. And especially since we have the Dominican coming up and like Hawaii and who knows what else, like it's such a vibe and I just get so much inspo and there's so many different girls there with different styles that yeah, it's, it's really, really cool, cool to kind of see how they style different pieces together. And then also it's like manifesting that we will go on a revolve around the world trip <laughs> in the future. Yeah, I think that's my influence of the week. Love it. Cool. Okay. Well, let's today dive um, on in. We're going to be talking about how to negotiate with brands on Instagram. I feel like negotiating just is an intimidating thing at yes. first. It definitely takes some practice. Practice makes perfect though. And it definitely like took us a while to be super comfortable about negotiating. And now like I would say we negotiate every single email every yeah. single email you can always negotiate whether yeah. it's deliverables budget it's definitely whatever. scary at first because i think a lot of people are afraid of rejection so if you're not yeah. used to rejection and putting yourself out there and you know possibly getting told no then it is scary because you don't want to feel like you're failing but i feel like yeah. the more you do it and the more you embrace it and the more you practice it the easier it gets and then it's kind of like not even a second thought like you just do it out of habit now and mm-hmm. like that's where we're at like we're always like negotiating you know yeah. even if a brand says that they don't have budget like we'll still try to negotiate yeah, so exactly you build tough skin as you go like every no oh, yeah. is like another layer of tough skin <laughs> yes and I feel like right now too I'm really experiencing like when you close a door on an opportunity that's not meant for you yeah. another door opens with yeah. like an even better opportunity and I feel like that keeps happening so it keeps giving me confidence to negotiate and to say no or to pass on opportunities that might not be a great fit 
it or that, you know, the brand doesn't have enough budget or whatever because you will find someone who does have your budget and who will pay you, like, what you're asking for. Totally. But, yeah, I feel like the art of negotiation is just a whole thing in itself and it's just practice, practice, practice. And so we have a couple tips to kind of share with you guys on how... We typically negotiate and what the process looks like and maybe some like verbiage to help you guys with how to word your emails when you're negotiating if you're first starting out just because like we said it is intimidating and scary. Yeah. I think we'll just kind of maybe start with the process of what the negotiation looks like for us then Mm -hmm. we can kind of break it down. So either you're going to get an email from a brand or you're going to pitch. I don't think it really matters in this situation. I feel like sometimes it is a little harder or scarier to ask for payment when you're pitching the brand because then you're like, yeah. hey, like, please work with me. Also, please pay me. Yeah. But like, it should just be normalized that like any project that you pitch, like you should be getting paid for. Yeah. I mean, we go, we touch on this later in the episode, but um, I'm just going to touch on it now too. It is like industry standard at this point to get paid for content creation and your time and creating the content. But so I would just say like, don't feel like nervous about when you're pitching a brand and then also asking for money because I know for me like that was my biggest thing at first like I was like how do you pitch a brand and then you also ask for money like yeah but I would say it's industry standard they know you're gonna ask they're expecting it yeah a (laughs) hundred percent like it they're not gonna be shocked and be like oh my gosh why is she asking for money that's so crazy and out of this world like it's very normal it's becoming very very standard that creators are asking for budget these days and I think Brands are starting to definitely notice, which is great because that means the industry is going in the right direction totally. and that, you know, we do deserve to be paid, especially yeah. like with the amount of work that it takes. So, yeah. So, okay. So you get that initial email or you pitch and then we always, like we said, the second step would be you reply asking for budget. So, you know, we'll typically just say like, hey brand, thank you so much for reaching out. Like, so happy you love my content, you know, and then ask like, you know, what are the deliverables or what did you have in mind for budget for this project? Looking forward to hearing back. And I think one of those things that's really important is you want to get brands to pitch the first number if possible. We'll probably say that a couple times in this podcast because it's important. But it is hard to get them to throw the first number. I think in another episode we mentioned that a lot of the times we'll throw the first number. So it'll definitely be higher than, you know, maybe a standard rate just because brands negotiate. But definitely try to get them to throw that number first. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said in the last episode, if you are the one to throw it out, like just make sure it's pretty like high a lot higher than your normal rate because they will negotiate you down, but they also might have a pretty big budget, so you don't want to put yourself in a box. Yeah, and I think once you kind of, you know, get into that conversation, like I had a recent negotiation and they reached out and they said, hey, like we have this project for you, you know, these would be the deliverables, and then I responded and I was like, okay, great, thank you so much, like I'm interested, what did you have in mind for budget? And then they responded like, would love to see your rate sheet and what you would charge. So they're obviously yeah. pushing for me to throw the first number. So I sent over my rate sheet and those rates, you know, 
are a little higher than my standard rate just because right. I know they're like every brand negotiates. I feel like it's so rare that a brand is just like, okay, great. That works. And yeah. then when it does happen, you're like, shocking. oh my gosh, yay. Yeah. But so then I sent my rate sheet and I was like, you know, this is my standard rate. This is what I would charge for these deliverables. Um, here's the total. And then I'd be happy to put together a bundled rate for you. Let me know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And then they'll respond. They responded and they said, you know, hi, like, thanks for sending this over. Like, this is, our budget's a little tighter. Like, would you be able to make this work? And they obviously threw a lower number, but they said they were happy to uh, negotiate the deliverables involved. So then I responded, you know, of course, would love to make something work for that rate. Can we change the deliverables to this? And that was kind of the process of that email chain. But it was definitely, like, me trying to get that number right. and them not doing it. And then I did. And then they were like, okay, lower. And then I'm like, okay. And then negotiating the deliverables. So I feel like there's, like, so many different moving parts of a negotiation that when you are doing it, like, just keep doing it because the more practice you get, the more comfortable you get. And even if you work aren't super interested in maybe working with a brand, still like pitch them and try to negotiate because it'll be good practice for you. Yeah. And I know like some people listening to this are thinking like, okay, but what if it's too high and they just flat out say no, that will happen. But I feel like that happens with brands who like literally don't even have like anything close to your budget. Like I feel like a lot of the times I will send my rate sheet and they'll just be like, oh yeah, like, sorry, we're, we don't have anything close to that. Like we'll have to end it here. So like, don't get discouraged by those emails. Like, because those brands will not pay you like something that you'd be happy with. Like they'd probably give you like, and if you, if your rates are like, you know, like a thousand and then they literally would come back with like a hundred, I feel like that's when they're probably like, yeah, Yeah. we have to like close the store. So just take it as, you know, it wasn't meant to be and you'll find brands that, yeah, it's not you. It is the budget and don't be afraid to like box yourself in because when you do have those high rates, come the time this brand has a higher budget for social media, like campaigns, they may reach out to you. So just keep that in mind. And also too, like if that rep moves to a new brand and that brand has like a huge budget, then they'll be like, oh yeah, I have this girl's like rate sheet, like we can work with her here or whatever the case. So it's really important to keep those relationships, you know, positive, even if something doesn't work out, just because you never know where a rep is going to go. They're always moving around and switching it up. So I just think it's just good to be honest and transparent. And I feel like I've also been going through that lately where yeah, (laughs) and to not undersell yourself. Yes. Yes. And like, just obviously know your worth and pick a rate that you're comfortable with. Everyone's rates are different. Like there's no one way to like determine your rate. There used to be that rule that was like a penny a follower or something like that. I I think it was like, I don't even remember the exact thing. $100 per thousand. I think that's what I heard. No, I think that's like, wait, that's actually a lot. (laughs) Wait, $10 per thousand. That's what it was. Okay. But that's, like, low. I, yeah, I don't even remember because I never went by that because that's, like, extremely low. Like, that could be yeah, considered maybe your matter. base rate, but, like... See, that, that was the rate when we were starting out, but now it's, like, completely based on engagement, too. Also, quality of content. And content, yeah. Like, the 10K girls or below who are killing it, that would mean, like... Okay, I'm not Not that much. Trying to crush Me, like, in that meme of Sarah Paulson or whatever with all the math. Um, You know, it just wouldn't be what you deserve. Yeah, and I think 
Like, there are just so many ways to come up with your rate, but definitely yeah. you can talk to girls who are in similar followings and see, like, where where they're potentially charging or what they're doing and kind of maybe base it off that. I feel like I have, like, a good, you know, we both have a good set of close friends who we talk yeah. to and we're like, hey, like, what'd you charge for this or what are you getting paid? Like, is this a good rate? Should I negotiate? Should I ask for more? And I think it's just really good to bounce ideas off each other because that's how the industry is going to grow. And, like, how we're all going to kind of get on the same page and get paid what we deserve, you know? So, and then I feel like the other thing, too, is when you are negotiating, once you do agree on the terms, make sure you have a contract in place. I feel like contracts are a huge part of the negotiation factor, like, because I feel like it's kind of sketch, and I don't know if brands do this on purpose or not. I feel like some do, and where they'll be like, oh, yeah, perfect, sounds good. They'll, like, put, and then they'll add stuff in the contract when they send it over to you, and you're reviewing the contract, and you're like, wait, we didn't talk about this. Like, the deliverables, they'll be like, oh, yeah, and send 10 extra images, and you're like, well, that wasn't in my rate, or be like, yeah, perpetual usage, and you're like, well, no. So when I see things like that, like, I'll let brands know, like, hey, I was just reviewing the contract. I saw that the usage term has perpetual rights. My rates include a one-year usage. Like, please let me know if we can change that and make it work, and I feel like when I do say that, a lot of brands are like, okay, no worries. Yeah, we'll send you the updated contract, but I think it's so important to remember to read through the contracts and check those, like, main points Mm -hmm. when you are negotiating to make sure everything that you asked for is stated like that in the contract. Yeah, that and when you do read the contract and ask them to take something out, if they're like, yeah, that works for us, they sometimes literally just, they're like, okay, yeah, but they won't update it in the contract. So like, you need to tell them that they need to send over an updated contract because like technically, like obviously usually brands aren't this sketch, but in the off chance that they are, you always want to be safe and careful because, you know, especially this goes for perpetual rights because I've had brands be like, oh yeah, like one year usage is fine. And I'm like, great like can you send can you update the contract like so you just need don't be afraid to ask because they really could just use your image forever if they don't update it in the contract and then you sign it and you just have that verbal like email confirmation so yeah it's good to just protect yourself and make sure you know it's safe and I feel like it's very normal to like ask about the contract like don't feel awkward or like feel like you're a burden that you're like continuing to ask questions about the contract they're not like, gonna cut you yeah read it through <sighs> they obviously made it this far in the negotiation right. stage they with you, you because they want to work with you so asking questions usually I'll just respond with one email and I'll list like all my questions whether it's regarding like due dates or deliverables or the usage or anything like that I kind of just put everything in that email and just say like you know hey I had a couple questions after reviewing the contract let me know your thoughts on these and just kind of get that all taken care of in one email that way you don't have to keep going back and forth but yeah so just be careful with contracts and then make that money (laughs) make that money sign that contract get that bag and you're good put that in your collaboration um tracker sheet (laughs) on excel (laughs) yeah definitely negotiating is I mean, I feel like obviously some girls have managers who do that for them, but people like me, I like to be very hands-on with my inbox, so I'm the one negotiating my deals, as are you too, so I think it's really good 
business practice, especially like it's your own business and you're the one running it. Yeah. It's good to have that practice and kind of know what's going on if you don't have a manager to do yeah. it for you. And you're going to fight the hardest for yourself. So a hundred percent in mind. Yeah. And I think too, it's just, I know we said this, but like, even if they say, oh, we only have gifting opportunities. Like we still literally yeah, we ask still for ask. budget because you never know. Like, say this brand sends over a gifting email. You're like, hey, I absolutely love your brand. Would love to work with you. I am currently focusing on paid partnerships. Do you have any, you know, budget available? Or do you have a budget available or any paid collaboration opportunities available at this time? Whatever. And, like, sometimes I feel like they do come around. Yeah, or, sometimes they will. Yeah. Or they'll be like, oh, we, not right now, but we, like, have something coming up in a month that we'll reach out for. Yeah. Or something it's like that. It's always good to just ask, even if it seems like they don't have anything. Like, yeah. Like, example verbiage that I like to use is, like, so looking forward to working with your brand. Aside from the gifted program, are there any active paid campaigns going on this month or this quarter that I can participate in? I feel like that's a really easy nice way to ask so yeah I think it's like it's about like getting the conversation started like obviously the brand wants to save as much money as possible they're definitely going to try to get as many gifted as they can to as many girls as possible so if you're the one who's going to bring up the conversation to talk about budget and ask for money then I feel like you're more likely to get it so you just have to get it going by and like by saying that kind of verbiage I feel like you're not immediately dismissing the gifted items like you're just saying like aside from the gifted program or gifted items is there any active campaigns that I can participate in so like you're really not saying like no to gifting if you still want to work with that brand or still want to keep that door open for gifting um but you are like really addressing straight on like the um paid opportunities so and I know we're like true believers in like you don't get what you don't ask for Mm -hmm. in life and it doesn't hurt to ask because literally the worst thing they can do is say no and then you're back to gifting which is where you started yeah so there's no harm in asking and obviously like that's how you're going to make money if you're you know trying to pursue this full-time or even just as a side hustle like that's how you have to do it And one of my favorite, just like very simple ways to kind of say that is just something along along the lines of, thank you so much for reaching out with this opportunity. I know this will be a perfect fit for my audience. Is there a social media budget for this campaign? I would be happy to send over my media kit and rate sheet if so. Yeah, I feel like like that is like my go-to. It's like copy paste. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a great way. Um, And like going along or along the lines of asking, um, mm-hmm. if they do say no to paid campaigns, it's always worth a shot to ask what they do look for in paid partnerships yes. and how you can get there um, and, like, what the timeline may look like. So some verbiage that you could say for maybe potentially shifting into paid from gifting, you could say, I would love to shift our partnership into a paid opportunity with the content that I have been delivering in the past, like, month or two or however long you've been working together. Um, and then also attaching like insights from those gifted opportunities and content that you created for them in the past. Um, and then also, like I just said, asking for what they do look for in paid partnerships, because that will literally one, I feel like not 
a lot of people ask that. So they might be like, oh my gosh, like this is a good question. Or And because they also might literally have like concrete bullet points of what exactly they look for. Like yeah. I know for you, one time someone said, or yeah, one recently. Currently. Um, yeah, currently. <laughs> um, a lot of the times they do look for a certain percentage in your female to male ratio. And yeah. so they might just straight up tell you and then it's such good information because you can take that and try to build on your female following because that's usually what they're looking for is a very high female following because also those are the people who convert and especially if it's like a fashion brand skincare brand like things like that so and I feel like some brands too they do have like a follower requirement that's like more than 10k like some brands want 50k some brands want 100k and it's like it's literally nothing against you it's just whatever manager or top person decided was best for their Uh brand and then the PR rep just like communicates that yeah they're the messenger so they didn't like come up with these rules so but it is good to ask because then you know what to aim for what to shoot for so now I know with this brand I can you know when I do hit that 80% tier that they're looking for Mm -hmm. to be like hey just letting you know you know I finally reached this like would love to discuss that paid partnership that we had talked about uh, you know a few months ago or whatever the case so I mean it definitely doesn't hurt to ask and I think it just helps bring more knowledge into the industry to see what brands are looking for when you are negotiating and then yeah I feel like we just get asked a lot because if you do gifting so many times there is going to be that awkward transition phase of yeah like, okay I need to get paid now or we need to like move on right and, and it's like how do you have that conversation yeah and a lot of the times I feel like these the reps like will kind of dismiss it and be like oh like we actually like are gonna have to like close the door here we're not doing any like paid collaborations like we'll be happy to continue the gifting one and I would say just you know take that how you want but if you do eventually want to get paid yeah then I would say ask for what they look for when switching into a paid collaboration and then just set that as your goal I feel like that's a really great way to set goals for yourself and just like a really great motivator too. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like too, you also have to decide like what your stance is. Like, are you going mm-hmm. like balls to the wall, hard, like paid or walk away? Or are you okay if they say no to payment and then just to continue with gifting? But on the other side of that is if you do, if, if you are okay with that, then they'll know in the future that you'll just kind of stick with gifting, you know? Right. So there's that Every line. Every time you ask, they're going to be like, no. And you're going to be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you okay. know? Sorry. Like, okay, sorry. But so it's like you have to really decide. And I feel like I've personally found myself kind of on the strong stance lately where I'm like, hey, like, are you paying? And if they say no, then I'm like, okay, like, we'll work together when it's a better fit for both of us. Because yeah. I, like, I'm really really just focusing on not taking things that don't serve me or help grow my business and it it is kind of sad and it sucks when you like have this relationship with this brand and they just don't want to pay you because then you don't feel valued as a creator or you know other girls are getting paid and you're not and you're just like what is going on but you know I feel like if you stand firm you want to get paid you turn down the collaboration like there's a possibility that they change their mind and come back around and say, you know, hey, we'd love to work with you. Like, we were able to find budget for this. Right. And that usually happens, like, if you're lucky, it'll happen, you know, within the month. But I would say yeah. usually that happens in a few months. 
um, they'll come back around with like a new opportunity, a new campaign that they're running for like that season and reach out. So yeah, just like keep hustling and keep asking and really like figure out, you know, within yourself what you want and what your goal is. Because I feel like if you are confused, then it's really hard to negotiate and figure out like what you want and what's going to make you happy out of the partnership. Yeah. But if you go in negotiating knowing what you're trying to get out of it and you're willing to walk away when it's not, you know, mutually beneficial, then I feel like you're going to be much more successful. And I feel like the communication is going to come across a lot stronger as well when you are negotiating. And, like, I feel like negotiating too, like – be flexible with, like, deliverables, usage. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many things to negotiate. I think we have a list later on that we can cover with you guys. But for me, when I do walk away, you know, I just tell myself, I'm closing a door on this opportunity and another opportunity is going to come by. And it it totally does. Yeah, so not to like, bring... don't be like, oh, my God, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. Yeah, not to bring, um, you know, energy into this. But mm-hmm. if you are energetically aligned with, like, the work you're doing with what you're getting paid, you're going to be happy and you're going to meet, like, that vibration mm-hmm. of energy. And that just brings in more opportunities to you at that same rate. Yeah, Just no, because, I like, totally that's what you're attracting. What you're like, I've been putting out yes. kind of higher rates out there. And I've and been, been getting them. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I need to keep these rates. Right. And, like... And you're excited to create the content and it shows like it really shows because when you get like, you know, a really low offer and you have to create content, I'm kind of resentful (laughs) in a way. You like don't want to do your best. Yeah. You don't want to do your best because it's like, okay, what if they want to like use this because of the one year usage or something? Yeah. And you just don't. Yeah. Like like, it it makes you upset. Yeah. Because like you don't want to create that content that you're not happy about but I feel like too brands can pick up the energy and know when you're a serious creator when you're like hey you know thanks for sending over the deliverables like here's my rate this this and this and you throw out like a high number I I feel like it makes you look more legit because if you're like okay yeah like maybe I'll charge like you know 200 for this or 300 for this like can you can you do this? Like, I feel like they can sense the I, lack of confidence. Right. And, like, then they'll be like, oh, yeah, we could totally negotiate this girl down. Right. But when you come in, like, hard, balls to the wall, this is my rate. I know what I'm doing. Other brands are paying me this. Like, this is it. Then they'll be like, you know, oh, okay, like, she's legit. She's serious. Like, she's clearly doing this as her business. Yeah. Like, sh- like we'll bring her on. And, like, maybe they can't meet that rate, but they'll negotiate to a rate that, like, you're both happy with that yeah. you don't feel like you're getting ripped off by. And I feel like I've been feeling those vibes and energy lately. Yeah, I feel like if you do accept the lower rate that they're trying to get you at, it almost is, like, I'm sure they're like, oh, why is she accepting this low rate? Like, she must not, you know. I don't know. I just feel right. like, you, like you said, something clicks when you do throw out a high rate and they value you more. And I think it's, like, something psychological. But I don't know. They can sense it. So just keep that in yeah, mind. Yeah, for sure. Keep that in mind because you're going to get paid what you're worth if you're pitching yourself for that. And we've seen it so many times. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm really proud of myself for walking away from that brand recently just because I I really want to work with them but at the end of the day I've realized like I don't need all this extra clothing like we do get a lot of gifted product and you know it's like obviously 
the closet space doesn't grow with the amount of clothing that comes. So it's like, I don't need it. And if there is a piece that I love, I can just buy it myself. And I think that's something to think about is like, if there's a piece of clothing you really want and it's affordable, like why would you give brands the rights to use it? Like get low pay when you can just buy it yourself and then post it and wear it whenever you want with no strings attached and be like happy when you're shooting it because you don't feel like you're tied down by this piece because the deal wasn't what you had envisioned it to be. And that's like my mindset now is like, you know, for example, like Nasty Gal or like Princess Polly, like they have such cute things, but like if they don't want to meet me at my terms, like I will happily buy the $25 shirt that I really love and wear it whenever I want as opposed to just taking on this like huge thing that I don't want to deal with. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like a good way to think about it is you can say no to the gifted campaigns buy those pieces with your money from the paid campaigns. Okay. Okay. I know that's like literally me justifying all my shit. (laughs) But then it's like, you can get the brand's attention that way. And if the content performs well, or you like have really good content, they might reach out to pay for that content for usage rights, or they might reach out to do a paid collaboration in the future because they really love your content. So it's like, you never know what it could turn into. So it's like, don't lowball yourself. Exactly. That's the biggest takeaway from this episode. And, like, obviously, we're still working on it. I'm still working on yes, it. Um, yes. Like, it if, doesn't come easy. It's no. hard to turn away money, obviously, especially when you're first starting out. Like, or if you're having a bad month. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's stressful. You're like, totally. should I just take it because it's been a bad month? But it's like... But I feel like when you do take those opportunities at a low rate, and this is, like, something that has happened to me recently because I was having a bad month, I accepted, like, a lower rate, and they come back when I try to pitch again asking to do Mm -hmm. that same rate, and I'm like, girl, no. Like, I'm in, like, way better of a position now. Like, I grew significantly since our last collaboration, so you're kind of just confined into yeah, that you, like, small put yourself rate. into that yeah yeah so you know I'm still learning you have to think and long term it's yeah, like a long game and long not term. like the short you know instant gratification type thing oh I made a couple hundred bucks today whatever like if it's not serving you in your business long term you really want to evaluate the pros and cons and like sometimes it might be beneficial to take the gifting first round like I definitely know there are some brands that do that and that's Mm -hmm. totally fine but make sure you're talking with girls and I feel like when I'm ever hesitant or I feel like I want to take a deal that I know I shouldn't I literally will just ask people because I think it helps when you hear it from someone else if you're like hey guys like is this a good deal and your friends will be like no that's terrible you're like oh yeah you're right like I'm not gonna do that or like you know if you post on your close friends stories and you're like hey like has anyone gotten paid by this brand like I'm trying to negotiate with them and like you know people will respond and you'll be like okay you know what like girls who have less of a following and they're getting paid why should I take something that's not paid and so it just gives you that like boost of confidence that you need to say no to it and that's what I've been doing lately and it just helps me to hear people be like no girl don't take it like you could get paid by them you should be paid by them like so many other girls are being paid by them like don't do it I'm like you're right like that's so frustrating that they don't want to pay me but I'm not gonna like put myself in that position because if I do then they might not pay me in the future because they know I'll take the gifting yeah exactly it help it really helps when you talk to other people in this in the industry because when you think about it like by yourself like you might just be like okay like two hundred dollars a couple hundred dollars just to take a photo that's worth it but like in retrospect it's not because long term like you were saying 
it can put you in a box. It can tell these brands that you don't value your content, so why should they? So it's helpful to talk to other girls because, um, you know, we know you know the industry better. So you know, yeah. And I think like we have this line that's really good that I want to share with you guys on just verbiage on how to ask for budget because I feel like when we talk about this stuff, a lot of people are like, well, I don't even know how to ask. Like I don't know what to say. Like. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. How is it not awkward? So this is kind of just something that I'll say sometimes is literally so simple. Just thank you so much for sending over this opportunity. I'm very interested in working together. Please send over the timeline, budget, and any additional details. It's very like short and simple, but it lets the brand know right off the bat in a very like polite way that you're looking for money or like you want to be paid. That way you don't have a bunch of like back and forth of like selects and whatever and then you ask and then it's just yeah. like oh we don't have budget and you're like well shoot then I'm not doing this exactly. like it's like don't right off time. the bat like put it out there yeah it is a really easy way to throw it in there because you're just subtly saying you know timeline budget and yeah. additional details you're not saying like what's the budget or you like know? what are you gonna pay me like yeah yeah it's very professional I feel like very yeah. simple and you just like throw They'll that address in email. it in the next email hopefully but <laughs> right and then so then they'll be like oh they'll send over all that information and then they'll they probably won't if they don't give the budget they'll send over like all the other specifics and then for that you can just say you know for the outline deliverables and then restate everything that they just said to you so that you know you're on the same page my typical rate would be this and then I'll typically break it down per item and then I'll total it and then give them a bundled rate that's a little discounted under that maybe like 10 to 20 percent I would say is what the range I try to stay in depending on the amount of deliverables and like what they're asking for and if it's long term and then if they're you know saying they have a lower budget you can always just say like will the brand be able to meet me closer to this rate or you know I can meet you at this rate but I'm not able to dip below this rate and that just gets numbers out there and the conversation started and so if you guys are looking for how to word it I think that's 
literally probably our go-to is like yeah. when we're negotiating is throwing out the word budget and then restating the deliverables and figuring out like exactly what the brand is looking for. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, with the emails, like you're usually going to throw in your media kit and rate sheet. Um, so just like some things for the media kit and rate sheet. Um, and also note my media kit and rate sheet are two separate documents. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to have it. But never hurts to talk about it again. (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of what we mean by like two separate documents. If you do use Canva, like you just save them as two different files. Um, but the things that we make sure are on that, um, obviously like you want to put a little bio, you want to put your numbers and your stats like in the first page, because that's where people look immediately and they'll kind of, you know, they'll probably look at your media kit if they're in a rush in like five seconds. So you want to make sure like very short, they don't want to read a whole bio, like a whole bio about you with all your photos. Like you want to make it short, sweet, and simple. So Put a few sentences about, like, the main gist of what you stand for, like, what your content is, all that kind of stuff, and then make sure your insights are front and center because that's what they're Literally, really like just looking middle at. middle of the page where your eye just goes yeah. straight to. Yeah. yeah, they just want to get a feel for, like, if you realistically fit with what the brand is looking for and if, like, your numbers match up with that. So make sure you have that. And then for our rate sheets, we kind of have a menu style rate sheet. So we have ranges for pricing. We will bundle together um, like posts so you can give discounted rates for those. Those are always the main goal, like Mm long-term partnerships. You always want to get those because obviously it's more money um, and it's kind of more secure month over month if you do do like a few months. Oh yeah. I literally have my like I think it's my first long-term one that's, like, pretty decently paid. And it's so nice to have that, like, cushion to start every single month with. You just kind of feel a little bit better that you're not starting at a zero because I feel like the beginning of the month is stressful because you're just like, what is this month going to bring? So it's like if you put that long-term collab opportunity on your rate sheet then brands know you're open to that and that could be a potential discussion when negotiating yeah and it's not super common but so don't just get discouraged if like no one ever chooses that I feel like that comes with collaborating multiple times with a brand like maybe you know if you're collaborating like every few months or so you maybe want to suggest hey like I have this option on my media kit like because we do partner a lot and my audience loves mm-hmm. the content that I create with the brand like I think this could be a really beneficial option for the both of us and I always like to discount it like pretty significantly but still like making a lot of money on my end so that kind of plays into the fact that your rates on your rate sheet should always be like a little bit higher because then your discounted quote unquote rate for these long-term partnerships are still a lot of money for yeah. you. Yeah. You know? Like when you are discounting yeah. for that bundle, it's like still a good deal. Yeah. So yeah, long-term partnerships, always the goal, but Yeah, I think for the media kit and the rate sheet, I have, like, all my socials listed on both, essentially. So I have, like, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Pinterest, blog post, 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's like everything, which is like so much if you think about it. But I think brands are valuing video content a lot more. And so it's good to have that. And so they can see, because I've definitely gotten collabs based on that. They'll be like, oh, we see you have TikTok. Like we'd love to do a TikTok collab with you. We're just starting our page or we need more Mm -hmm. content to post on there or whatever the case. So I think it's good to have those options on there. And then with my media kit too, I have like previous collaborations I just feel like it kind of like legitimizes you as your business like work you've done in the past so brands know maybe they want to go look at it and see what it looked like um I'm trying to think what else I think that's pretty much it like you said demographics and then I do have a photo page where I just kind of send oh yeah I keep my media kit one page just Mm -hmm. because I think like like you said earlier yeah it's like your resume short simple sweet like you don't want too many words or too many images like you just want to convey your overall message pretty quickly and if there if you have like too many pages like brands are not gonna sit there and flip through it so you just want to you know put your best foot forward put your best information out there and don't overthink it and try to like fill in your like life story yeah. When it comes to because that. Because we've definitely had some girls. Uh, also, feel free to send us your media kits if yes. you want us to quickly look over it. But we've had some girls who it they've sent it to us and it's just so wordy because obviously, like, you, so you want to prove yourself to <laughs> yes. these brands. And yeah, you have so much to say. How do you only keep it to one page? Same thing with a resume. But it's so important yeah. to do that because these brands will immediately just honestly ignore your emails. Like, I feel like that's kind of my, my personality. If someone is like, overwhelming me with information I'm just like okay like I need you're to, like, like I'll get to it later yeah I'll get to it later maybe might forget about it <laughs> we'll forget about it so yeah and I think too when you are negotiating like even if a brand doesn't specifically ask me for my rate sheet like if they're just like oh well what are your rates right so I'll like write out my rates in the email like I'll break it down so they can see like what individual prices are so they understand like how I'm charging and why I'm charging because I think if you explain it to them and help them see the picture they're more likely to pay your rates because they're like oh yeah like that makes sense this is where it's coming from I will also attach my rate sheet to the email even Mm -hmm. though they didn't ask for it once we're talking numbers I think it's totally okay to send it because then they'll look at it and you can just mention like I've attached my rate sheet for your review as well right that way they can look at it and see your other options just in case they have more budget or they're like hey actually let's do a long-term collab or actually yeah. like, we want to partner with you on these other social media channels as well it really can open the door for you if you do it the right way yeah if that no, makes I, sense I totally so agree. I feel like I've really been working on that and like perfecting it that way yeah. That makes sense. No, I totally agree with you. I feel like it really just everything, all all those pages, you know, the little insight bio, all of that with the rate sheet, like it kind of just tells a story mm-hmm. and why you should why your rates are this yeah. amount. Because I feel like like even for you on your agency side, the numbers that influencers charge just seem so crazy high and you're like, What? Like that's insane. But then if you see it broken down and you understand like, you know, that rate is included with this usage or whatever, then it like makes more sense and the yeah. brand feels like they're getting the value that they're paying for. Right. And if you want, like I have a page of screenshots from either previous collabs or just like my best posts or recent posts. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's really great. So the brand can get a feel of what they can expect, how 
the collab will do on your page. So real yeah, like sending like similar content to them being yeah. like, oh I did this collab that's like very that similar insights. to yeah. your brand and this is how it performed. That's a good idea. Yeah. And so also going along with that, just like throwing this out there, Reels obviously just came out with their insights. So yes. I recently added Reels insights onto that page as well. Um and I feel like that's a really good thing to do because brands are so interested in reels right now like yes, obviously video content video is content hot. it is hard for these brands to create video content i feel like if they don't have the time or mm-hmm. a big budget so or i the feel space. like yeah, yeah especially with these like smaller brands but also bigger brands it's just like nice reusable content and they can post your reels and it could go viral and they could reach more audiences yeah. so always like making sure to include the reels i feel like well, brands feel get like excited about that user generated content performs a lot better Mm-hmm. than like they're very like curated photo shoot yeah. models totally oiled up whatever yeah. like user generated content is just more relatable so if you like see a girl doing a styling reel who looks more like you with your body type yeah. you can see how the clothes like will actually look on you because obviously on websites when they use models who are all the same size and they don't add a bunch of diversity it's a little bit hard mm-hmm. to tell like it's like okay if you have a bigger chest like what's that gonna look like right or if you have hips you know <laughs> Yeah. I mean? So it's hard to tell. So I think that user-generated video content is huge. And so while we are talking about that, like it's so important to remember, charge more for video content. I, yeah, I, I didn't realize that at first. I, don't I think, know. That's why I wanted to say that because yeah. I, like, I feel like we both were like, oh, video, that's like nothing, just like a couple hundred dollars, like less than our post price. And then we would like do it and we're like, wait a second, that was hard. Yeah, I don't know why I thought that. I think I was thinking that because, okay, Reels, I don't know if this is for you guys, but I feel like for us, they do perform, well, unless they go viral, they do perform like pretty average. Average, but for me, like I do not get anywhere close to the amount of likes that I get on my posts, on my Reels. They're definitely, I mean, yeah, it's definitely like a pretty low comparison, but the insights might be higher. I don't know. I feel like people aren't as likely to like a reel for some reason. Not really sure, but I think that's why I, know, I initially let's normalize that. liking reels. Yeah, guys. let's normalize <laughs> like like the reels. I think it's just like they don't sometimes show up on your feed, and so yeah. I don't know. But um, yeah, so I think that's why initially we were charging. Less, yeah, we were told we were way more. undercharging, so we're like, yeah. well, shoot, and then we changed it, and here we are. So <laughs> just a PSA for anyone else who a light bulb just went off and were yeah. was like, oh. I do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely feel like, like, people need to say these things because, like, people like us, we didn't know because no one said anything, you know, when video content was, was like coming out. This was, a few out. months ago, honestly. <laughs> so, you know, just, like, figuring things out as we go. But that's why we want to have this podcast for you guys so you don't have to, you know, struggle through what we did. Right. Because... Yeah. Yeah. I feel like on that note, like a good rule of thumb for charging, just think about honestly and realistically how long it's going to take for you to create that content. Are you going to have to go somewhere? Are you going to have to, you know, like buy certain props? Is it editing, aka for a video? Lots of editing goes into that. I literally spend half a day editing. Lighting. So like making the video look good. Like there's a lot that goes into it. Like changing locations like I did that one sunscreen reel 
And oh, I think was I was so in cute. like I was at my house. I was at a coffee shop. I was at a park, and then I went to a beach. So I had four different locations in that reel. So if you think about it, like. I had to travel and spend time going yeah. to those different locations. And then if I couldn't do it in one day, I had to spend more time, you know, getting ready each time to go out to those locations. So it yeah. makes for a really cool reel, but that is a lot of time and effort and work that, you know, you can't just film at home or make right. it look a certain way. And if, so. and if you have an idea like that, tell the brand your idea because they mm-hmm. might be really excited about it. Maybe they'll find you budget. more. Yeah, they might find you more budget, especially if you, like, pitch them. They give you a, a blowball rate. You could say, actually, like, this is my idea. Maybe not give them all the deets because, like, right. you still want to, like, create Just, like, entice them. them. Give yeah, them, like, entice them. little tips about what you yeah, want to like, do, maybe but... make a mood board. Um, yeah. Put some images together, videos together. Show them, like, what kind of content you want to create. And that's why you're charging this rate because, like, you're so excited about the content. Yeah. Like, you're, you think this idea will really translate with your audience and do super well. So just be transparent, honestly. They want to hear this stuff. I feel like I'd be yeah, excited Yeah, I feel like that. brands want to hear ideas. Like, yeah. if you have a campaign idea, definitely throw it in your negotiation because I feel like that just builds even more value when you right. are negotiating and you're asking for a certain rate. But make sure they're interested first or else they might, like, take your idea. So make sure they're like, yeah, like, we want to partner together and then be like, okay, like, this is my, like, rate and this is my idea. So maybe they'll, you know, go hand in hand. But Yeah, and I think just to, like, finish off this episode, we can just talk about the things that are negotiable. So mm-hmm. I feel like there are just so many different ways you can approach it and create a contract that both parties are happy with. And so obviously the most obvious one is going to be your rates mm-hmm. and what you're charging for your content, whether it's just content creation for them to post on their socials. If you're posting on yours, like are you posting a reel that's in feed or is it just a reel like off the feed? Because those I feel like could be different because mm-hmm. if it's living on your feed you know it's probably going to get a little bit more views you know unless it goes viral or whatever and then that video content like I feel like videos have a higher chance of going viral than a post does totally. so there's always that chance of that so just you know your TikToks like are you creating a TikTok for the brand are you creating a TikTok to post on your channel all that stuff so yeah I feel like rates is the first thing. And then the second thing we always, always check is usage rights because I remember that day very vividly when you texted us. I know. And you were like, hey guys, what does perpetual mean? And I was like, I don't know. Sounds interesting. Dude, this was like December 2020. Wait, no, that was not. December 2019. No. When was that? I feel like that was when you were with the agency still and Squarespace was like wanting your content or something. Oh yeah. I forget when this was, but like that was the first time we heard about it. So I don't know. We like looked up. Now we're budgeting. Yeah. And And I was like ready to take it. Honestly, still (laughs) Squarespace if you still want it. Just kidding. But um, I mean, okay. The rule of thumb on that is typically you never want to sign perpetual rights. Avoid it at all costs and like we try so hard right. to do that and like some brands you just like can't for whatever reason but for the most part like I yeah. think it's very reasonable and I've done this multiple times and have had success with it saying like hey I typically don't grant perpetual rights uh, my rates include one year of usage are you able to update the contract and change it to that and like most brands I think will say yes especially fashion brands because 
they're not going to have the same styles in a year. Yeah. Like, they don't need your content perpetually. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> and, you know, you need to think about what the brand and what the product is. So, like, if it's a water bottle or, like, a techie product. Like, yeah. they will use your content forever. So, you want to yes. be very mindful. And the reason why is because... You know, say you blow up, you're a celeb now, or like, you know, a list, a list <laughs> celeb, or like you just blow up and like your rates are way, 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 Crazy way, way, high. way, way higher than what this brand paid you. They can still use your content forever. They can use your likeness. Like, yeah. you can be on a literal billboard. Like, and you, you can, know, like there's nothing you and, can do about yeah. it because you signed this perpetual and contract. They could be paying like, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in ads but they didn't even pay you that amount for the content to begin with and they could run those ads literally forever and you cannot take it down like think about it because i remember one and, time okay really quick and in these contracts they add like any social media that's created in the future have you seen that like in some contracts it'll be mean? like like if a new social media platform comes oh. up in the future they're able to use yeah. that content perpetually on the new platform whatever it might be that makes sense because it's like which is insane worldwide digital usage any any platform. and like some contracts will say like in the universe yeah, like yeah, yeah. no that's that's so like intense common. and you're just like but yeah to put it into perspective if you guys are like what like why would you be upset about seeing your content I accidentally signed a perpetual <laughs> contract and it was we like, all have don't worry yeah, about it. <laughs> no, we all have. Like it's fine. Like it's not the end of the world. But I did um and this was like two years ago when I literally had no idea what perpetual usage was. <laughs> when but we didn't read yeah, contracts. Okay. It, yeah, no, literally. Um, but it was for like a pill, um, a birth control pill um delivery service which is fine, but like the thing is they used my video stories for their ad and so when this was when snapchat was literally a thing but also tiktok was coming up but everyone would like text me and be like hey oh my god like i just saw your ad on snapchat or i just saw it on tiktok and like and you're like what you can't do anything about it like you could just be scrolling see your ad and you can't i don't know that just pisses me off like honestly i and there's just nothing you can do about it and they could literally run that ad forever as many times as they want for retargeting so like they could be retargeting people like five times a day which is crazy amount most brands don't do that but you could be annoying people essentially and that you can't do anything about it right so you have no idea like what the ad says like it might be a message that you don't support like right you know what i mean like there are just so many crazy factors that go into it Mm -hmm. and i think like the only way to give up perpetual is like if you are getting paid a so much money like so much money so much money like i would say like almost five figures which would be 10k or more because like you have to think about it they're using your content to generate sales essentially so you're gonna be generating sales off this content forever and ever perpetually Mm -hmm. um and they're making all this money off of you and then especially if you do blow up like we were saying like say you go tiktok viral and then you know you become pretty well known Mm -hmm. then they're using this content and you can't do it so they hopefully paid you really well for it exactly yeah so just 
try to get it down to a year. Like, these brands are usually more than willing to accept a year. I feel like that's becoming the industry standard. Yeah. And don't be afraid to ask, too. Yeah. Like, it's very normal to ask about usage if Mm -hmm. you see that. And we do it all the time. And I think it goes every collab with, like, like, whitelisting, too, if you see that. Like, Mm -hmm. definitely try to stay in control with it because essentially with whitelisting is they're going to boost your content on the back end through Facebook, mm-hmm. but it, the ad will show up under your name, even mm-hmm. though they're boosting it. And so it's totally fine to accept whitelisting, but just make sure you're getting paid in addition to if they are right. whitelisting. And I've definitely told brands, like I have a separate rate for whitelisting mm-hmm. and they've removed it from the contracts because they didn't yeah. want to pay it, which is fine. Yeah. But I mean, I feel like whitelisting can go either way. Like it could be really good for you. Like I remember on a clubhouse, one girl said she like allowed the whitelisting and she made a bunch of commission right. off of it. That's but I feel true. like that's like kind of a rare situation. Like a lot yeah. of brands don't do that because they'll do like the shop now button at the bottom of the ad and it will go to their website. So they're not driving traffic to your page. Yeah, I feel like whitelisting is one of those things where you want to charge a high rate because it's not ideal. I mean, I'm doing whitelisting right now, um, but this like campaign, they paid me more for it, so I'm more than willing. I think mm-hmm. usually for whitelisting, it's like two to $300 a month, and that can add up. Yeah. So usually brands will just be like, okay, it's fine. Like we won't do that, but like always make sure yeah, you say just that like you have tell a them your rate. rate. Don't. Yeah. I feel like with whitelisting, it's not be like, oh, like do you have budget for this? Be like, oh, my rate for whitelisting right. is this. Yeah. Please let me know if you want to move forward with it. Yeah. And then I think the brands can decide, and a lot of the times they'll just move it. But it's just another negotiation factor mm-hmm. to take into account. But. Yeah. Anything else to say on that one? I just don't like whitelisting, <laughs> so I would try. I, feel like I would we've recommend avoiding to people it. People and it like hurts your account. Some Have you people say, "Okay, that? no." I honestly, I don't think that's true because I feel like I I've been totally fine and I'm still okay. like in the whitelisting period. Okay. Oh, also on that note, your whitelisting period should. I mean, okay, I think ideally two months max. I don't want my content whitelisted for more than like. A few months. I mean, obviously, yeah, I feel like willing for me, pay. I say like three, I think. Yeah, like three months, I feel like is good. This brand did six weeks. I'm like, okay, like, and they paid me pretty well for it. So, yeah, yeah, that's I good. think, I think the engagement thing's a myth. I feel okay. like it's good easy to, know. Good to, to know. It's easy to blame external factors for yes. like bad engagement, but if yeah. you're creating bomb content, like, it's people not. are gonna like it. Okay, perfect. Okay, so the next one is another thing you can negotiate is exclusivity. And I feel like this comes up a lot. So brands will want exclusivity Mm -hmm. and sometimes brands ask for a lot. Sometimes they ask for a little. So I feel like a good range for exclusivity if they're paying you well is about two weeks, maybe Mm -hmm. on each end of the photo. So two weeks before and two weeks after, which is a total of a month where you cannot work with a competitor and make sure you specify like what the competitor is and like, charge more if it's more broad Mm -hmm. like if it's like a hair like a shampoo and conditioner like that's pretty broad so I feel like if they say hair care yeah like all hair care in general like you cannot work with another hair care brand that's huge but if they're like okay you cannot work with any dry shampoo that's more specific exactly so you can take like a shampoo conditioner you could take like a hair tool whatever Mm -hmm. The cases you could take hair extensions or whatever but so you just want to make sure you like specify and that they list their competitors and try to get them to list as much as possible to see if you've worked with them 
the other competitors in the past to make mm-hmm. sure you're not giving up an opportunity that could arise within that exclusivity period. But I think too, if you tell brands that you do charge extra for exclusivity, a lot of the times they're willing to negotiate that down. Like ideally, I feel like 24 hours before and 24 hours after yeah. is ideal. Honestly, I feel like I see that. Like 40, I, I which is like understandable too because hours. you don't want to be I, like tacky totally and promote that. two dry yeah. shampoo brands like right back same. to back and then your audience is going to be like, what the heck is she Yeah, loyal? like which She's one not do you like? But She's also, just trying to collect the like, coin. Yeah, like I feel like you lose credibility as a creator first yeah. of all because obviously they're going to be like, I totally recommend but like which one? And then you're like, this one's my favorite. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. but you just talked about one yesterday so like exactly. which one do you actually love? Yeah. Exactly. You want to be authentic with your ads but yeah, I feel like on that note, definitely try to get the... Um, the brand competitors as companies instead of an like a general broad umbrella right. of things because right. I feel like in most cases I never even work with the specific competitors but I've also had like a campaign with like handbags and they said no accessories and I'm like what, what? <laughs> yeah like it's just weird so just make sure you know what exactly they're talking about um and usually they're more yeah. than willing to like specify slash take it out Yeah, definitely. So exclusivity is another thing. And then the amount of gifted product you can Mm -hmm. also negotiate. So like the amount of credit they're giving you, like maybe they're not paying you your rate, but you can negotiate more of a credit to use on the website. Yeah, you can negotiate the amount of credit to your rate. So like essentially if your rate is like $300 or like $500, you could ask for $500 worth of product. I feel mm-hmm. like that's very fair if you want to work with that brand. It makes that's complete not sense. Payment. Yeah, like if you're not, not getting payment. payment. Yeah. And like letting brands know like, hey, like since this isn't a paid collaboration, can you meet me closer to my rate with the amount of mm-hmm. gifted product? Yeah. And that way, hopefully they can increase your credit that way and you're getting more out of the partnership if that's the route you want to pursue on that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, so just the last thing is obviously negotiating the deliverables. You can always add, take away, suggest other things you think would be a good fit for the campaign. Like, I feel like brands really love when you want to be involved and create an idea and yeah. you're like, I would love to do a post, do a reel, do a YouTube and a blog post all dedicated to this specific topic, you know, and this would be the rate for it. Let me know your thoughts. I feel like brands really are interested in that as opposed yeah. to you just pitching and saying like, hey, I'd love to work with you. Like, do you have a budget? Yeah, you totally stand out more. You give the brand better ideas. Like, you're essentially like making this... PR rep's job easier oh, yeah. if you're, you're like creating amazing for content. Yeah. yeah, so always do that. I feel like right now something that's really working is obviously if you're doing a post and a video reels content, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Like brands love to see that. You could do multiple story sets. There's just so many different little combos you could do. Yeah, like you could be like, oh, I'll just throw in an extra story set if you could meet me at this yeah. rate. And I feel like yeah. they'll be happy with that because they're getting more reach and exposure and like there are just statistics that you'll drive more sales the more times someone sees them so you're just being a touch point for that brand and getting it in front of your audience more time there are just so many different things that you can get creative with when it comes to negotiating which i think is which
which is so fun about this industry and this career. There's really no box to put yourself in. Like the opportunities are just endless. You just have to get creative and know like what you can negotiate, how to negotiate, feeling confident when you're negotiating. And I think brands will really respect that and appreciate that, especially as the industry is growing. There's room for everyone to be negotiating, asking for their rate. Truly is just endless. Like, when you think, like, oh, my gosh, like, what else could there be? I think about that all the time. Like, oh, my gosh, like, but what brand is going to reach out to me next month? There are brands, like, every freaking day popping up, you know, creating some influencer campaigns. Yeah. New campaigns every season, every month. So Yeah, a lot of the times it's never never ending. like, monthly. So it's, like, they need creators for it. And sometimes, you know, they'll use the same creator. Sometimes they'll just cycle through them. But regardless, there's just opportunities. So there always is. Hopefully this episode was really insightful for you guys with negotiating. We love diving deep into a topic and where we can kind of, like, explain the process in our brains and how it works. Yeah, I feel like this is super helpful. I wish we had a podcast like this to listen to when we were starting out because I was just so scared of negotiating. I feel like I, in the beginning, would oh, just like I accept whatever the they would throw worst at me. Deals ever. Yeah. And now I feel like I share campaigns on my closed stories, and I'm like, haha, like this brand is right. actually insane. Yeah. Asking for all of this. Yeah. Just but know your worth. Your creativity is worth so much. Like that's literally it's like, saving my company so much money. It. Exactly. Yeah. Rate us five stars if you love it leave us a review we love reading your guys's reviews we actually have a couple and I like my heart just melts when I read them I'm like oh my gosh like we seriously love you guys so much and just thank you for joining us on this journey and on this podcast we appreciate you listening we literally watch the download number like slowly oh my gosh, I refresh like, it all the time oh my God, it just like, makes wow, me so happy listening, you know we're not crazy yeah <laughs> but yeah we appreciate you guys and we love you and catch us next week in a brand new episode so see you next week guys thanks guys bye, bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.